And if I truly want to get into a space of love and to have a love that is real and true and good and pure, I cannot keep going back to the toxic shit that once broke me. Welcome to the Forever's Only Show. I'm your host, Danny Sanchez. This is a show where we'll explore and break down how we love, why we love the way that we do, and how to bridge the gap to loving better. As always, I want you to be intentional as you listen to each episode. Let's start by asking ourselves this. If love is the highest frequency, why are we so disconnected? Let's explore. Happy Sunday, lovers. So today I want to talk about something that means a lot to me. And I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but I talk a lot about your power. But today... I'm going to talk to you about how to stay in your power even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. Even when it motherfucking hurts. But I'm going to specifically tie this to breakups because, and this is any kind of breakup. This is friendship. This is a lover. I have seen um, and witnessed and I know people that are going through very hard breakups right now. And it sucks. It fucking sucks. I will never find a way to sugarcoat what it feels like to lose a person that you care deeply about, a person you love. It's heart wrenching, but it's even worse when you're when there's something traumatic tied to why you aren't with that person anymore. And It is quite easy for us to know that we should leave and walk away, but to actually do it is a whole other thing. And to stay away is even greater. It's levels to the grief that you feel when something you thought would last doesn't. And it's very difficult to process and even understand but it's 10 times harder when that relationship foundation was codependency Um, and as someone who's dealt with extreme codependency issues because I had an anxious attachment which I I still have an anxious attachment But I am working on having a secure attachment. My attachment isn't as anxious as it fucking was before. But when it was anxious, when it was at the peak of being anxious, very, very, very codependent, toxic uh, situations I have landed myself in. And not really understanding what that looked like. But codependency, it's a hell of a drug. Um, And you, you most certainly go through withdrawal and... There are so many fucking ups and downs through uh, that you that you experience. The grief is like no other because because what happens is it's almost like you're staring into a mirror once you snap out of it. Once you are released from the hold that codependency has on you, you begin every every trait that you had that was codependent um gets amplified times a million. Um and it and it feels like you don't know if you're coming or fucking going. 
And it's difficult. It's so fucking difficult to navigate that, especially if you're doing it alone. And unfortunately, the last time I went through it, I did it by myself, by choice. And I don't fucking recommend that. (laughs) I don't recommend that at all. We all need people. Community is important. And so if you have good people around you that can support you through a fucking tough time, something as tragic as a breakup and a breakup that is tied to a codependent relationship, please reach out to your people. Let them help you. Let them help you. Let them support you. But outside of people, I don't know, you you may have noticed uh, in a few episodes, I'm deeply spiritual. And my spirituality plays a huge role in who I am today, but also how I move through certain situations. And even though like codependency was one of the darkest fucking times in my life, I had God. I had my spirit team. I had my ancestors. I had angels all on my side. And without them, ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell I would have made it through because I was in the pits of my own hell. Um, And I couldn't see a way out. And the fire was to my ass. And I just felt like there was no way for me to get away from it. But to go through it, I had to walk my ass through the fire to get to the other side. And physically, I did that shit alone. But spiritually, I was I was protected. I was protected. They had me. And so I say all that to say that it is fucking normal to backtrack. It's fucking normal to backslide. But if you truly, truly, truly want to stay in your power, you need to learn how to drag yourself out when you do. For instance, I'm going to give you an example. So say that you broke up with an ex and um, you know that you don't need to be with this person because it's just a lot of shit with it and it's just not meant to be. And that's okay. But because the pain is so great, you text them. You know you shouldn't. And they respond because you're codependent on each other. And it feels good to feel good. And so you hook up and you do whatever you do. And then you're like, fuck, why did I do that? You need a system to ensure that you don't do that to yourself again. Because you're going to have your moments. But what should happen is if you have a system, they'll get less and less. So say the first time you backslide, you sleep with them. The second time you backslide, you just kiss them. The third time you backslide, you just see them. The fourth time you backslide, you just talk to them on the phone. The fifth time you backslide, it's just a text. And then after that, it's nothing. Because you're understanding that I can't keep doing this to myself because I am deterring my healing journey. And if I truly want to get into a space of love and to have a love that is real and true and good and pure, I cannot keep going back to the toxic shit that once broke me. But that system looks different for everyone. And so how to build it? What do you value? Your value system is where your boundaries come from. And so... Every time you dishonor your own boundaries, you're dishonoring yourself. And so you're going to put checks and balances in place. So if this is what I value, then this is my boundary. Then this is the consequence of backsliding on that boundary. But you got to have them for yourself too. 
What is the consequence? How do you get yourself back on track? For example, if your boundary is honesty, right? I'm going to be honest with everyone around me and I expect honesty in return. And um, you go and have a moment and you're being very dishonest in that moment, very disingenuous because you know what the reality of this relationship has been and was and is. But because you want to feel good, you're like, I'm going to lie to myself and tell myself that this could be okay. So you're being dishonoring to you. How do you check that? How do you check it? And I'm not talking about like a harsh punishment, but like, how do you put it back in check for you? For me, for me, my checks and balances is journaling. Why would you do that? Figure it out. Put it on paper. This is how we do the work. It, it may seem fucking crazy, uh, but it works. When you work the work, it works. When you have a system, it works. When you have checks and balances for yourself, it works. When you have values, it works. When you have uh, boundaries, it works. All of these things work, but guess what? They take work, and that's why a lot of people don't fucking do it. That's why a lot of people don't do it. Um, I saw this thing a while back. I can't remember what social media platform. It, it More than likely, it probably was Twitter. And uh, someone said something along the lines like, uh, people will say... I die for you to show you how much they love you, but how many people are willing to heal for you, to grow for you. And that has been a very, very pivotal thing for me in using my discernment. I don't give a fuck if you, you die. That's easy. That's easy to lay down. Your life is easy because a lot of the times if we already feel icky about ourselves, if we don't have good feelings about ourselves and we're not particularly happy about life, but we want to let other people know that we love and care for them, it's easy to say, I die for you. You don't want to be here anyway. You don't want to fucking be here anyway. Or you don't value it much. But if you ask that same person who said they would die for you, would they grow and heal for you? They won't even do it for themselves. So they certainly can't do it for someone else. That is a good starting point to understand if a relationship is worthwhile, if it's worth your motherfucking time. That marker is so beautiful and so understated because love is in the forward movement of people individually, but also collectively. And so if you're going on a journey with me, if you say you love me, whether it's platonic or romantic or familial, I expect, at the very least, for you to do your work. And I don't expect to hold your hand the whole time. I, I expect for you to be able to show up for yourself because a person who can show up for themselves can absolutely show up for you. That's easy. But people who can't show up for themselves often end up showing up for others, but they end up depleted very quickly because there's already nothing in their cup. They've given themselves nothing. And so what's left over is resentment, low self-worth, tons of doubt. Um, and a person like that is often a ticking time bomb because 
because they don't feel worthy of love, they feel like someone else should fill their cup. And if the other person chooses not to fill their cup, they feel resentful. And if they feel resentful, they act in ways in which they shouldn't act. And it's a never ending cycle. And so this is why it's super important to always stay in your power, because the moment you step out of it, you give it to someone else. You leave it open to be picked up by anyone. This is this is what energy exchange is to a certain degree. It's like I'm leaving all this energy in your space and I'm expecting you to honor and respect it. I ain't got that much faith in somebody who already don't honor and respect my physical. I just think that um, the love that we so desperately want to give out to others, and, and this is for all my hopeless romantics, the ones that don that title, that title that I hate so much because ain't shit hopeless about you. And every time you put that shit out into the world, guess what you're going to get in return? Some hopeless shit. You don't want hopeless you are a lover. You are a lover. And, and you are a lover because you want to love deeply and you want to be loved deeply. And you want this beautiful spiritual experience with someone. And ain't shit hopeless about that. But every time you go out into the world and you say that, that is what you're calling in. Stop. Stop. You deserve so much more than that. Love is a gift. And if the gift of love resides in you, it is your job and your job alone to maintain it, to grow it, and to nurture it, and most of all, protect it. And how do you protect your love? How do you get away from this treacherous, hopeless, romantic narrative? You get some fucking boundaries. You stay in your power. You learn how to navigate really hard situations with ease. And you'll never go back to a motherfucker that don't deserve you again. And I put that on everything. I'm a living, breathing testament of that. If you fucked me over, you can never have me again. Ever. I want you to get there. That's power. That's knowing your worth. That's never settling. And you deserve that. Happy Sunday, lovers. As always, I appreciate you for tuning in. Remember to let love guide you and everything will work out in divine timing. Peace, lovers. <laughs>